What is your biggest commitment for the year? What are you actually committed to do? Do you sometimes feel that you're slipping away from your commitment and you're making compromises? So the question is, is there a place for compromise in commitments? And if so, what is the impact if you make compromises in your commitments? Can you still go ahead and achieve your goals? Well, if you have some of these questions, then you're in the right place because Angela Philip is going to answer those exact questions with some very simple and very highly impactful tips. So stay tuned until the end. For those of you who are new here, this is your host, Deepa Natarajan from Toulouse in France, and I welcome you to Meet My Potential podcast, where we talk to leaders from around the world to inspire you and to ignite your potential. There's a new masterclass coming up on how you can become the leader you know you can be, basically helping you to understand what is your drive and more so talking about how can you make change happen in a very sustainable and a tangible way. So if you want to know about how you can make change happen in a very sustainable way, then come on to my live masterclasses. There are going to be a couple of them in the coming months. So do go and register at meetmypotential.com slash webinar. I'll repeat that again. So it's meetmypotential.com slash webinar. Head over there and register. And I look forward to talking to you there. Today, we have Angela Philip with us. So let's welcome Angela Philip. Hello and welcome to the show, Angela. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing really well, Deepa. And thank you for having me on your show. I've been really looking forward to it. Same. We've had lots of discussions around this topic of having no compromise in commitment. I remember those discussions in my on my terrace. Now here we are recording a podcast. So this is just going to be great. So tell us a little bit, what does it mean that there is no compromise in commitment? What can I tell you about no compromise in commitment? Well, first of all, what would I define as a commitment? And in fact, I actually looked at what commitment meant in the dictionary, where the, the origins of the word. And commitment is an engagement a promise to yourself. And commitment is also something that's long-term. So it's not about short-term gratification. So when I say there's no compromise in commitment, compromise is often something where we're seeking some sort of short-term relief or short-term gratification. Mm -hmm. And commitment is bigger. It's pointing to a a, a bigger, deeper part of you. Mm -hmm. For me, commitment is who you are. And it's a guide. It's, a, it's an inner compass, not a moral compass, but an inner compass for something bigger. Got it. Got it. That makes absolute sense. Because when I look at Thomas Kilman's conflict management graph, where he talks about, well, so, there are some situations where it's good to compromise because you can move ahead in the problem. Each party gets half and half. Well, it's like there's an orange and two boys are fighting for the same orange to divide the orange in two. And that's a kind of a compromise. And you say, okay, you're going to get half and the other one's going to get half. It solves the problem for the time being. And that's exactly what you pointed out. Whereas commitment is something bigger. Can you give an example of a bigger commitment? Yes, you can have a bigger commitment to leadership. You can have a bigger commitment to speaking out, speaking up, for example, and we were mm-hmm. discussing that on your terrace, I remember. You can have a bigger, an overall commitment to something like your health or my big commitment is to women's leadership in the world. Mm-hmm. But if we come back to, to speaking up, the compromise in something like speaking up is, you know, the, the, the long-term and even short-term implications 
are disempowering. When, when, we look mm-hmm. at, when we think of when we could be speaking up about injustice or about a lack of ethics, every single time we compromise on that, we put ourselves in a mm-hmm. disempowered internal position, even if we feel like we're living up to, even if we're satisfying our safety instinct or we're satisfying our inner critic about being, being nice or fitting in or whatever it might be, we're putting ourselves in a disempowering position. I love that word. We put ourselves into a disempowered internal position, and it is really an internal position. I remember a conversation I once had with a manager. It reminds me exactly of this, where he was totally uncomfortable to talk about the low performance of one of his team members. And we were talking about it through several sessions. And it was something that was, and him not talking about it, him not addressing the facts to the person, him not being direct and giving feedback to grow the person, not only to grow the person, but, you know, it was consistent mistakes being done. And so it was beyond growth. It was, he needed to have a tough conversation. And so not having that conversation was actually disempowering him. And at the same time, there was an internal dialogue and feeling uncomfortable with that. Yes. And uh, the, when you explain that, it's like it feels sticky to me. And also if his commitment, if he is about performance, then that's a long-term thing and it builds itself over the long term. And every single time you compromise on that, you minimize it, but you, you lose it loses its power, which is why I often say that it's disempowering. So it's also disempowering for the person that he's not having the conversation with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not giving them the chance to grow or to reach or to stretch out of their own current possibility. Right, right. So here's for listeners out there, and including myself, I'm, I learn every time I have a guest on the podcast. So here's what I'm learning. And I think this is very important for you to note is that whenever you feel disempowered and you feel that internally, you're not, you're having this lot of monologues and dialogues going on, and there's a sense of discomfort, ask yourself the question, like Angela mentions, ask yourself the question, what am I committed to right now? Mm. What is my commitment? Is my commitment to business performance or is my commitment to pleasing this person and not making him unhappy? Exactly. And you just said a word that's really key. Am I committed to pleasing or service? I think that's what we're talking about with commitment is it's value-led. It's not comfort-led. It's not led by, you know, the, the circumstances. It's led by what you most want and what your highest values are. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what would be an example of an instance when someone is coming from a place of commitment and there is no compromise? What does that look like? Well, one that you were saying before, actually, is, is having difficult conversations. I can give an example of a client that I was working with recently. And she had something to say about the way things were being organized in her organization with respect to COVID, for example. Mm -hmm. She had very big values about the place of every single person in the organization. And she felt that the way things were, were happening wasn't reflecting that. And yet she said, what if I say something, you know, we started looking at, well, what will this mean? You know, will I lose the respect of my boss if I go and speak to him or her about it? Will I risk my job? You know, all of these sorts of things come into mm-hmm. come into play. And so we had a coaching session around that. And it, it turned out, it's like, well, 
what is important to you? Do you want to work for an organization? Do you want to be in an organization where you cannot speak out? How do you live with yourself if you, if you don't live your commitment as well? How does it feel to you if you don't live your commitment? What will it be like every single day knowing that you haven't spoken out? Anyway, the, everything worked out absolutely sterlingly and wonderfully because that's often what happens. When you do live into your commitment and you flex that muscle, uh, you find out that many of the fears were in fact imaginary anyway. And, of course, you have to work at the ways to have conversations, having conversations so that they can be heard where there's mutual respect and all of the rest of it. This is, this is in the conversation sense, but there are all sorts of things you can be committed to. Women's leadership, like I said, is mine. Um, also, if I'm committed to a race, I go out and train even if it's raining, for example. You know, I'm committed to, I'm committed to running 95 kilometres. Well, I'm going to run 95 kilometres unless I hurt myself. So I will give myself the means to get there. But, yeah, so like I said, if you, if you give yourself the means to do something, very often you find that your commitment is what gains you respect and you can live with yourself more easily. Wow, beautifully said. When you live up to your commitment, you respect yourself even more. So what's one tip that you can share with us to help us keep up to our commitments? I think it's first of all to define it clearly. Because when we were having our discussion at one stage, you were asking me whether commitment was rigid, mm -hmm. too rigid compared to compromise, you know, because it's like, well, we're all only human. So this isn't about judging yourself. If we take commitment as being a direction, a compass, something that you aspire to as well as something that you are, then mm -hmm. what you look at is where, where are you coming from heart and belly as well as from mind? So It's defining what am I committed to. In terms of subtlety, what does that mean as well? Okay. How does it make me feel inside in terms of heart and heart and belly? Like, yeah. you know, what's what's happening in the, in, the, in our other centers? <laughs> When you ask me this question, I immediately, I can tell you my commitment. And it sounds very big, actually, to say it. And this is the first time I'm actually coming out and saying it. What's my commitment? And uh, so my commitment is actually to, to shift the life of 1,000 people help 1,000 people to make change happen in their life. And that's my commitment. And when I say that, it just excites me. Wow. Yes, that's it. Yeah. They, so you get a feeling of excitement. Yeah. And then, what, and then what happens when you think about that other times? Like when you imagine that commitment, what else? Do you have any other thoughts about that? Well, basically, I'm a very action-driven person. So as soon as I have a commitment, it becomes a huge project. And then I get into like every day doing things to move towards it. And so it gives me a sense of focus. It gives me a sense of direction. And I don't get distracted easily. It gets easier to say no to work that I don't want to do anymore. Right, right. Yes, that's it. To, to be able to say no to things that you don't want, a commitment, yeah. having a big yes is really important. And, and what I notice, though, is sometimes we can have those voices that come in and say, who are you to do this? Well, you know, mm -hmm. that, that, that's too big. You know, you should be concentrating mm -hmm. on something more reasonable. Okay, mm -hmm. and I think that's when the rigidity comes in. It's, so it's not so much in having the commitment, but it's when those voices come in and say that you should be something different and be compromising. You know, so there's there's different forms of compromise to, to bring it back to that. Um, but I know that what I really hear is when you say, yes, the excitement. And that's what my commitment brings to me as well. It's something bigger than me. And I think that's what you were saying. It's like commitment comes from something bigger than you. Right, right. Not just little you. And so as a tips and tricks, you asked me, I have 
because I, I, you know, being a human, like everybody else, <laughs> I get up in the morning and I think, oh, if it's in terms of training, I don't feel like going running today. Or mm-hmm. oh, I really feel like chocolate. And instead of, you know, in, in instead of a healthy breakfast of muesli and banana or whatever, you know, pulling on all sorts of examples here. So I have, I really do have my post-it notes around me that say, what am I most committed to? When I have the temptation to sink into something which is, especially if it's calling on me to have more courage, if my commitment's calling on me to have courage, to say something that I'm afraid that other people won't want to hear, and it's completely imaginary, then I, I have my post-it note there to remind me, for example. So that's one of my little, one of my little tips and tricks. And the other mm-hmm. one is to keep constant inspiration in my mind of people who've made a difference in the world through their commitment, through their engagement. Who's your inspiration? <laughs> I have several. <laughs> I have uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who recently passed away yesterday or the day before. Jacinda Ardern, Mickey Kashtan, who's a really interesting woman in um, in San Francisco, in um, who works, who's a huge advocate of nonviolent communication. Mm-hmm. You, Deepa, I, inspiration uh, inspiration is close to us as well as out there in the world. So, women of courage. Women of Courage are my inspiration and I provide myself both a, and I really recommend this to everybody, both a virtual and a physical community of inspiration. These are the people that will help you continue your commitment, stick to your commitment, be your commitment, I think is more it too, be your commitment. Excellent. So the two important tips that Angela just mentioned are have post-it notes on your fridge, on your computer that tells you what are you actually committed to in this world? What are you committed to do? And the second one is find a source of constant inspiration, decide who inspires you, name them, have their name somewhere, and also become part of a community, both virtual and physical. Yeah. Angela, one of the things that's so hard about that, that we just spoke about, but we touched it very lightly, it's very hard to come out and speak about our commitment openly. It's very hard even for me as a coach with all the self-development work that I've done (laughs) to come out and say, yes, that's my commitment, that my commitment is to serve 1,000 people and help them make change happen. But I've done the work and it's not that easy. What's your recommendation to come out and actually claim that big spot? Because we're afraid to fail. We're afraid to say that I'm claiming for something that's bigger than me. And here I am and putting it out there. But what if I fail? And so what's your tip to get over that? I don't know, Deepa, if we ever actually get over it. Because I too, I mean, I every single time I, in fact, I challenge myself on the blog posts I've started writing again. I try and make sure I write something that makes me shake before I push publish. And it's a muscle. Courage is a muscle that we build by using it. So I think it's every day. Was it Eleanor Roosevelt who said, every day do something that scares you? So that would probably be my... (laughs) That would probably be my um, my advice to anybody. If it's not making you shake a bit or, you know, tremble inside or have some sort of doubt, then it's probably not quite big enough. Yeah. And then you're probably sitting in comfort zone. All yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to get out of comfort zone, don't hesitate to reach out to Angela. I'm sure she knows how to help you get out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yes, it's guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, 
Deepa. Thank you so much for being here with us, Angela. And before we close this episode, what's one last message that you'd like to share with the audience? One last message that I would like to share with the audience is commit. Commit and engage. It is the, um, and I know we've been speaking about this the whole way through, but it it's the key to living a higher, more satisfying life. One where you can look yourself in the mirror and say every day that you've existed for something. So that can be commitment to children. It can be a, it can be a commitment to making the world better in any way you can. And just say every day, how have I made the world better? But make a commitment. Voice it. Write it down. Be it. Fantastic. That was just beautiful. Make a commitment, voice it, and write it down. Mm. Did I get you right, Angela? That's right. And one last thing, don't compromise. No, (laughs) that's true. I should have thought to say that. Yes, don't compromise. (laughs) There's no compromise in commitment. (laughs) Exactly. Fabulous. So there's no compromise in commitment. Make your commitment today and live by it. And remember that you are human. You're going to forget about it. So make sure you make that post-it with your commitment in a place that you can look at it day after day. Thank you so much for listening and for being here. I look forward to talking to you again in one week's time. And until then, stay cool. Bye, Deepa. Thank you. That was great.